What's up guys, Nathan here, and today I want to talk about the one thing that keeps so many people from winning consistently at poker. This might be something that is affecting your poker game as well, so let's jump right into it. So I've had the opportunity to work with a lot of poker students over the years. I've also played millions and millions of hands myself, especially in small and mid-stakes games. So I've gotten to see some of the things that hold people back the most, and one of them is understanding range, especially on the river depending on player type, board texture, and our hand as well. I'm going to walk you through an example today, step by step, to show you exactly what I'm talking about. All right, so first off, let's talk about what is a range in poker. What does this fancy term mean? Well, basically, a range in poker, you can think of it as the entire spectrum of hands that somebody can have in a specific situation. Now, there's an old sort of outdated myth in poker where people still talk about putting somebody on a hand. I'm going to put that man on a hand he's got ace king i know that guys this is not how we think about poker in the modern era that might have been something you've seen in hollywood movies or something before but that's not how professional poker players think about the game they think about the entire range that somebody can have so that's going to be hands from bottom pair middle pair top pair flush draws straight draws total air they might just have nothing a bluff or you know the stone cold nuts you know so it's everything within that range is what we're talking about. That is the lens that we want to view a poker hand through. We want to weight the specific types of hands within that range. We can create mental models and mental constructs to, depending on the player type and the board texture, to be able to analyze a hand as we're going to do right now and say, for example, this player maybe has about 30% flush draws, maybe has about 30% top pairs, and remaining 40% is bottom pair and nothing. Anyways, enough talk. Let's jump into the hand here. You have nine eight of hearts suited connector in middle position you decide to raise it up this is a six max cash game but if you're a tournament player this will apply as well and a knit calls you in the big blind so first off let's talk about the player type because guys this is more important than anything in my brand new elite poker training university 17 plus hours of advanced training dozens and dozens of cheat sheets i focus heavily on player type especially the five main poker player types this is one of them because everything that you do at the poker table revolves around who you're playing against and their specific tendencies their strengths and weaknesses and i break them all down in the training course for you but let's talk about the knit right here so the knit is a player type that you've no doubt encountered many times in your games before this is the tightest player at the table this is the player who is also plays very passively if you're using a hud like poker tracker online by the law of links for that and my elite poker university in the description below you're gonna see you know in six max these players are probably only playing like 15 percent of their hands you know and they're raising maybe 12 percent and their aggression factor that means how aggressive or passive they are after the flop is going to be very low as well if you're playing live poker or not using a hud you just want to look for once again the very very tight players at the table who don't seem to be getting involved too often and when they do get involved they're often showing down very very strong hands they're not screwing around they're called a knit for a reason so let's keep that in mind as we play out this hand let's go see the flop so the flop is going to come down with the king of clubs nine of diamonds and four of hearts so not a bad flop actually for nine eight of hearts we are of course going to be acting last because we are in middle position and we got called from this player in the big blind so the knit does check and what should we be doing in a spot like this well guys i think this is just a straightforward c bet continuation bet in this situation 
situation. We raised pre-flop. Now we want to continue applying the pressure on the flop here because we know that nits are risk-averse player types who will often fold to a simple c-bet on the flop all too often. But of course, we're going to walk you through the entire hand here. So we're going to assume that the nit calls us here and let's try to analyze this player's range here. Well, guys, when somebody calls you on the flop, especially the tightest player type, the net, you know, alarm bells really should be going off in your head here. First off, let's look at the flop here. This is about the driest flop possible. There's no conceivable straight draw. I mean, there's a couple gut shots with a queen 10 or a queen jack, but there's no real open-ended legitimate straight draw. There's no flush draw because it's a rainbow flop, meaning there's three different suits. And there's very few two pair possibilities as well. Remember, a tight player is unlikely likely to call us preflop with hands like king nine, nine four, king four, a tight player is gonna fold all those hands. So what does that leave us with? Well, it leaves us with some sort of top pair hand. I think that we could weigh that heavily within this player's range. A hand like king queen or king jack makes a lot of sense for this player to call us out of position preflop. Uh, it's possible they have some sort of nine. It's, and of course, most nines are going to have a better kicker than us. For example, a hand like ace nine, and it is possible this player also decided to just call preflop with a hand like pocket tens, which is of course ahead of us on this flop as well. So let's keep all this in mind going to the turn. The turn comes with the queen of hearts. Now there's some good and there's some bad with this card. Remember we have nine eight of hearts. So obviously this does give us four to the flush now. It creates another over card on the board to our hand if this player, you know, perhaps had queen jack, for example, for a gut shot straight draw on the flop, they've now got us beat. So the knit checks in this spot, what should we be doing? Well, I think a lot of people make the mistake of betting again here, of trying to, you know, be aggressive for the sake of being aggressive. And while I like that, and I talk about aggression at length in these videos here on YouTube, by the way, make sure you're subscribed. And I talk about this at length as well in my free poker cheat sheet, which will be the top link in the description below if you want to know my complete strategy for these games. We also need to know, guys, when to hit the brakes, when to lay off the gas pedal and this is a spot where you absolutely want to be doing that guys one of the biggest things you need to always ask yourself in poker is when you're making a bet is what will i do if i get raised do you have a good answer in this spot here we have a flush draw we have a pair we have many ways to outdraw this player on the river here if we are behind right now. And as I said before, when a Nick calls you on a king nine four flop out of position, alarm bells should be going off in your head. There is a very strong chance that this player has top pair, maybe even top two pair now. So this player has already opened the door for us to simply check behind here on the turn and realize our equity on the river. And of course, yeah, we don't want to get raised in this situation guys if this player does have is sandbagging some sort of big hand maybe pocket fours or king queen here we're gonna get raised and it's really gonna suck because we know that we can't profitably call when the tightest most passive player at the table check raises us on the turn so we do decide to check behind here on the turn and let's go see the river river comes with the proverbial brick the two of spades and the knit leads out for 75 percent of the pot what should you do in a 
spot like this? Well, once again, guys, this is a spot where a lot of people talk themselves into a call because they're not properly analyzing the player type in this situation. Remember, guys, tightest player at the table, most passive player at the table, called us on the flop out of position. These players do not like to bluff very often. This screams value bet. You must understand, guys, that this versus this player type in particular, this is a slam dunk fold in this situation. We literally beat nothing. Remember on the flop, there were no draws. So this is not a player who's bluffing the river with some sort of missed flush draw because there was no flush draw. There was no straight draw on the flop. So guys, the real point of this video is getting you to understand how to put the pieces of the puzzle together in a poker hand, analyze player type, board texture, how our hand connects with the board and realizing then in a situation like this on the river, there's literally our best play here is 100% to be folding in this situation. Now I wanna point out that versus other player types, it can be totally different. For example, versus a recreational player here, I expect them to have a lot more bluffs in their ranges versus a loose and aggressive player. This will sometimes also be a call for me, but versus the knit player type in particular, this is a slam dunk fold. Guys, I hope you enjoyed this poker podcast episode. If you wanna know my complete strategy for beating small and mid stakes poker games, make sure you go grab a copy of my free poker cheat sheet that's available on my website at blackrain79.com. And also make sure you hit like and subscribe here to the podcast as I'm putting out new episodes every single week to help you guys quickly get beating your poker games. I wish you guys all the best at the poker tables. I'll catch you next week. This has been Nathan Williams with blackrain79.com.